Let's do this. Season one has been incredibly amazing. Thank you that you stuck with us all along. We are back now with more vigor and vitality and more stories lined up just for you. And your host is Wanjiru Wakuria. Hi guys, hello folks, welcome to the Audacity Podcast. How are you doing? I am excited because we have a website now. Yo, have you checked out the Audacity website? That's at www.maryandkorea with a h.co.ke. Go and check us out. We are growing, guys. I am so excited. Way accomplishment. So this week, yo, we have a doctor in the house. His name is Dr. James Ndone. Yes, we got a doctor in the show. I am super, super amazed. I am, you know, in awe, to say the least. So, James has actually studied here in Moy University. He did his um, undergrad in comms and journalism. He then got a scholarship um, to do his master's degree from the Illinois State of University in the U.S., and he took it a notch higher and joined the Missouri School of Journalism for his doctorate. And now he is an actual professor. Um, and, you know, and so I just had to have him on the show because we're cool like that. And I am super excited for his story. It's really inspirational. It's impeccable for anyone who's probably lost hope in school. This is something that you can tune into. Or if you're really confused in that area and if school really still works, um, stay tuned. Or if you're in the you know you're in the industry of comms um you know definitely um you know something to really really check out so without further ado let's jump on to the episode Hi, Dr. James. <laughs> it sounds funny, but welcome to the Audacity Podcast. Really awesome to have you on board. Um, I think we are growing. We now have doctors in the show. So, Karibu Sana, um, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good morning for you. Um, how is your day coming along? So far, so good. I've mm-hmm. been just doing some editing on some articles that I want to send to publications. So it's been a good morning, good Saturday. So okay, just fantastic, chilling. fantastic. For someone who doesn't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Oh my God, where do I even <laughs> start? Okay, <laughs> so my name is James Ndone, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a Kenyan by birth. And yeah, I grew up in Kenya actually. Then um, I moved to the U.S. in 2015. I got a scholarship for my master's. Then I did my master's in communication. I became a lecturer for one year, and I I kind of fell in love with teaching. So I decided to go back and get my PhD because eventually I wanted to become a professor. So um, I went back to University of Missouri, where I'm currently at. Actually, it's one of the best journalism schools in the world, actually. So that's a privilege that I managed to get to, you know, come and study here. And I just finished my PhD. So James Ndone is just a simple guy from Kenya who is uh, pursuing his passion for teaching. Wow, congratulations for that. Um, well, that's amazing. And you failed to mention you actually got a first class honors <laughs> in Moy University. Very what? 
you got a first class honors in my university <laughs> yes okay uh, i mean um that, that's an accomplishment yeah how was that i mean uh, your parents you know your shosho everyone from shags i mean that that, uh, that must have been an accomplishment for sure actually here's a funny thing mm-hmm. I, i understand like well it, it's an accomplishment but the thing about me i don't like titles i don't even like like people saying you know and you know like you've accomplished this and that because and that 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 has been one of my problems especially when dealing with people because i always feel like they are flattering me they're not telling me the truth so and um yeah i i, I was in moy from my first degree and i got a first class in journalism the funny thing is i wasn't even sure like i was gonna gonna get like a first class school i i grew up not liking school that's the funny thing about me i never liked school i actually i even wanted to drop out of high school and i was informed too because i was like eh, they're spending too much money and uh, this is not my passion i wanted to become a musician and uh, you know what uh african mothers do when you become like uh, someone who doesn't even listen to them so i got a beating when i was informed to that opened up my mind and i said you know what let me just con- concentrate in school and that's how i managed like to, to to end up in moy for my first degree and yeah by staying in moy i, I was trying to find myself my a footing for myself i didn't even like the place cuz it's extremely cold <laughs> like having spent so much time of my childhood in mombasa um yeah. staying 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 in lorotos hectic for me but i eventually fell in love with the journalism program they were offering there and i managed to get a first class which i wasn't even expecting wow and okay probably that's why it was easy for me to get like a, a scholarship for my masters so, yeah. yeah so can you sing you know <laughs> you wanted to can you sing yes i can actually like i always record <laughs> like when, when i'm driving alone <laughs> i'm always like uh, singing to music especially i love ali kiba and his musical it's pretty cool he doesn't do like uh, those crazy vulgar music stuff and all that so yeah. i always listen to him and i'm always singing along you know his music when he's playing on my on on, on my ipod when i'm driving and sing along record videos and share them on on whatsapp i don't share such stuff on facebook yeah for sure okay so i actually went to my as well i did pr um but we were studying with guys who were doing journalism um you know having been to one a public university in my university and then now graduating into um you know maybe your masters in another country um what was what was your experience there um i mean did you feel like you know what they taught you if you were to just work and stay here in kenya was it enough um did you feel that you got value and the proper skills to pursue maybe a career in communication or, or basically what was your experience for maybe someone who is right now in my university doing um journalism or pr or any study in comms that's a good question um i would say the the, the beauty of What I did when I was an undergrad was like uh, I did half of my courses in PR and half of them in journalism. Yes. And that really helped me because 
I didn't know like do I fit more in PR do I fit more in journalism okay. but for someone who like already knows like they are better like as, as journalists I would tell them like concentrate on what you're doing and you know like continue honing your skills especially if you are like a writer or or like a video guy or like a news anchor things like that but working in Kenya actually my first job was in PR okay then I worked in PR for like 5 months and I'm I think I made like uh, three publications when I was working PR and then I was like eh I don't like this that much then I went to journalism I worked in journalism for I was actually doing the Governor magazine which was basically talking about like going to different counties and and um interviewing people checking how the revolution is taking place and like my family was against that because they were telling me hey you may end up like going to somewhere where they, it's not safe and then what's going to happen to us and things like that so uh, i kind of listened to them and then i told them hey i'm going back to pr so i ended up working pr but now the the funny thing about working pr in kenya was um i, I wasn't in an agency so i was like yeah. um the communications officer in an mm-hmm. organization yeah and that's 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 a kind of different from working in an agency because if you're working in an agency you like you're dealing with clients but now when you're in, like like you're working like um in a company as in-house pr guy it's like now you with the face of the company and everybody's asking you questions like how can we communicate about this and there i was i was i think i was just how old was i 24 Mm-hmm. and it was really tough because I, i had to you know <laughs> sit down and start googling stuff how does this work how does this do, do stuff because in moi we don't get hands on experience especially uh, in pr yeah. unless now the system has changed because the last time oh i graduated 2013 from moi so maybe something has changed over the years but at least in journalism some people who are like into radio they can do the radio stuff like people who are into media or like our print journalism they can you know join the sardai the legacy and all those those kind of publications right but now for videos you have to rely on you know what you learn from class and going with that to the field it's kind of raw yeah and there's a lot that that you need to learn and that's why i keep on telling people find your passion early and instead of just relying on what you get in from, from class mm-hmm. try to do extra work to hone your skills and that's probably that that that, that that's why one 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 of my like when i when we used to go for long holidays i never used to stay at home or do something i used to go like to you know volunteer in an in an organization just to learn how they are doing like their pr how so remember my first internship was after my first year I went to an agency in Nairobi and I was just doing voluntary work like le- learning how to write press releases how to communicate with the media how to run social media campaigns and things like that and then in my second year I looked for another internship and this time I was in Nation Bureau Mombasa okay and that's where I learned how to write uh, journalism like uh, articles and One of the biggest things that I <laughs> I remember my first story that I wrote when I was at Nation mm-hmm. someone dismissed it uh, and called it like a composition you know those compositions <laughs> that you used to write in high school yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, someone was telling me, hey, this looks like a composition. It's not like a journey kind yeah. of uh, article. I was like, oh my gosh. And then, but 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 the good thing, uh, the, the guy that I was, like the boss, uh, or the, the guy was in charge of the bureau, was a pretty decent human being. And we used to sit down with him and he taught me a lot. And that's how I learned how to write like stuff in journalism. Wow. And then in my third year, I look for an agency that does both journalism and PR. And the, the advantage that we had when we were in third year, like, you know, that was when the the whole double intake thing was taking uh, uh, place in Moy. And it messed us up because we ended up staying at home for like, um, I don't know, nine months. So a normal internship takes like three months. And then after that, I was like, eh, I, I'm just going to continue learning stuff and, you know, doing like I didn't like things and continue learning and that's that that really helped me so if you if someone gets an opportunity to you know learn or to improve their skills i always look tell people look at the bigger picture what are you gaining from this because most of the people and that, that's one of the biggest problems that we have uh, with kenyan youth they're so much focused on money getting rich <laughs> yeah but and that's why they will do odd stuff and just to get money and to yeah. get rich yeah but if you ask someone can you do this like you if you, you if you went to school and did pr and can you, and you ask someone can you write a press release no. you may find like some people are going to struggle with that yeah. because their focus is oh pr has money so i'm gonna make money and when now people don't get that amount of money that they were expecting, they become frustrated. And that's how like people start engaging, you know, these um, illicit um, right. like uh, behaviors and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So I think for you, you had the whole Kenyan experience, you know, went to a public university, did a course that you were still kind of unsure about. And then interned and had the whole nine months still happens till today i had 15 months at home (laughs) and i think it's important you know when someone looks at you right now um it's good they can relate to your story you know they don't they don't want to feel like james doesn't get it you know he's in us he doesn't get kenyan life Mm. um i think having gone through that whole kenyan experience which i think all of us most of us have um, and hearing your story, which relates a lot to mine and so many out there, it's really, really important. So then now you graduated um, after working and interning and, you know, figuring out that probably PR is an area you want to, to get into. You got a scholarship to um, US. So how did that come about? Um, did you apply? You know, um, how, how, how did that come about? Is it something you thought about that you will get into or how did that come about? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. So here's a funny thing about how I ended up in the US. I when I was doing actually when I was in my second job in journalism. Yes. That's when I was like, how should I further my education? Should I just stay working? Or sh- what should I do? Right. And I was like, I was I just went online and started Googling like stuff like um, you know, um scholarship for journalism, scholarship for communication, things like that. And my plan was to go to the UK because I actually I wanted to go to the university in Manchester because I love Manchester United and I just wanted to be there just <laughs> to, you know, be in the environment so that I can sneak to Old Trafford and watch some games there. Wow. And, <laughs> 
I applied to UK, I applied to another university in Scotland and then um Illinois state which is basically in the US yeah. and my like I I mentioned my plan was to go to the UK but that did not happen. So when I got the so I applied the application process is pretty intense because yeah you have to write some document statement statement of purpose like why do you want to pursue such a degree why you want to go to such a such a university and one thing that it's all about like you know pampering these people telling mm-hmm. them how good they are <laughs> like why you like the program and right. how you enjoy you know furthering your skills in, in education and basically in communication yeah so I just applied to those three universities and I ended up in Illinois. So the funny thing when I was going for my visa interview uh the American embassy that's when I got accepted to the University of Manchester too. Wow. And University of Manchester was my like um, my first choice. So I was like should I cancel should I? the <laughs> and, and, and the, the, the scholarship package for the UK program was really good. Man, mm-hmm. I was like Should I just go back? Should I stay? Right. I was so confused about it, but I, ended up, I, I said, you know what? Let me just go to the US. And the good thing, I have some family members here, so it was easy to settle sure. down when settle I got settle down. Here. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. You know, I'm just listening to your story, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I relate so much because after you work for like one or two years, then you start wondering, okay, what should I do? Should I do my masters? Um, you know, what course should I do? You know, so it's good that you applied and you got it. I mean, what was the transition there? um you know compared to Kenya i mean was it such a huge transition especially now doing your masters in a completely new country um or was it easy for you tell you what it wasn't <laughs> easy yeah i spent the first semester regretting my choices like wondering <laughs> why did i cause the job that like the, the, the last job that i was working on now in Kenya Yes. I, I used to work for like Mission for Essential Drug Drugs and Supplies and mm-hmm. I was the communication officer. It's called yeah. Magic on Mombasa Road and Right. I loved the job. Like I really enjoyed working there because PR was like now this is an area that I want to do for the rest of my life. Wow. And um when I moved to the US, the first thing was like, was like you know, with all these summer daylight savings and things like that, it's crazy. Because I arrived at around 4 p.m. And um, you see, it looks like it's 2 p.m. <laughs> so, so I was yeah. like, am I? Where, where am I? Yeah. You know? And and then we, my, my cousin drove uh, to the university with me for like uh, three hours. Cause, um, and then it's 8 p.m. And the sun is still up. I'm like, right. what the hell is going on in this country? <laughs> yeah. You know? It yeah. was like a complete culture shock, really? and that was yeah. that was the, the that was the easy part actually, if I can say that. And then you know, part of my scholarship was to teach undergraduate students. Oh, okay. And yeah, now basically they, they call it assistantship, where right they give they give you a scholarship, or they they pay for for your tuition, but now you have to work for the university. Yes, and working for the university entails like teaching, and. Yeah. Basically, the teaching aspect was, you know, you teaching public speaking, and you get trained for a week. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You only get training for a week <laughs> to teach a whole class of like twenty four students. Right. And 
you're in a foreign country your accent is different oh. <laughs> and, and these people expect you to teach these kids and i was like i need to go back to my job <laughs> like i was so stressed wow right. it was stressful it was stressful but you know the, the the thing that i learned over time when i moved to the us is um just be yourself okay be yourself and i always used to make funny f- fun of my accent actually to my students and tell them hey you guys you know you speak american english and i grew up speaking kenyan english i never even told them like it was british english no no or they would, they would be asking why is your accent not like uk you know, right. kind of accent so i told them i speak kenyan english so if you don't understand anything just let me know and i will speak slowly or make use of the whiteboard and i used to make like powerpoint presentations for my students <laughs> so that they, they can follow along when i was teaching and the, the, i think the, the first semester trying to balance teaching and taking like uh, my master's classes was pretty hard but i think it gets better as you continue as you go along yeah and by the time i was in my second year i was like yeah this is what i want to do but i wasn't sure if i want to be a teacher for the rest of my life that's why after my master i took a break for one year okay but now but now during that break the same university that i was teaching that, that i was doing my master they approached me and had hey and asked me hey james can you teach some of our classes here i was like sure and then when i was teaching my first semester as a lecturer now because you know you cannot be a professor without a phd right that's when i was right. like Perhaps it's a good thing to go back to school and you know get my PhD. And mm-hmm. I started applying <coughs> and I started applying for my PhD for for for, for my PhD and luckily enough I got like accepted to one of the best journalism schools in the world. Right. And yeah. I mean and you just finished your doctorate. Congratulations. I mean I love your story because um I think when you're younger and let's say if I met you when I was like I don't know maybe in form 4 and i will feel like i will never get to where you are but now hearing your story it feels um so doable you know it it feels like you didn't have it all together um and even you doing your your postgraduate right your doctorate and you're pretty young i assume <laughs> you know you're not you're not old i guess <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's so achievable and i think as when you're growing up um you really feel like it's so far fetched it will never happen to you but i think hearing your story it's just so relatable and for someone who's looking to do their masters um they can be encouraged to go and do that and i have to ask because you were teaching undergrad comms or public speaking or pr um what how different is it in terms of their way of teaching and their way of learning and their curriculum compared to ours which you studied i mean how different is it is that something that maybe we should change i'm sure there is a lot but are, are we is it something that you can learn along the way are we so far fetched you know the way people say you know public uni in, in kenya versus uh, maybe studying in illinois for a masters or even your undergrad it feels like it's so far off is it that or are there skills we can just plan along the way i won't say it's um that different right like cuz if you think about it public relations practice in Kenya is the same public relations that is practiced in the US yes. because you know like Kenya we are copycats we always copy things that are being done by the international world right so 
what, what, what my, like the biggest change that I observed when I was in, you know, doing my, my master's in at Illinois State was, you know, in Kenya when like a lecturer would not show up for like a whole semester and mm-hmm. you just show up with an exam. Right. You don't miss classes here. Wow. <laughs> yes. Mm. Like lecturers or, and all the professors, they are always, um, you know, coming to class. And if they miss a class, they will do like a makeup to just, you know, or give you an, an assignment. Let's say someone is busy with, say, like a conference and you're supposed to hold a class. They can give you like a takeaway assignment to go and do. So they, they are like compensating for all that. And um, the other thing, student participation. I, I remember when, when I was in Moy, we used to, you know, to write those like the names of people who have come to class and <clears throat> things like that. Right. And if you're not in class, your friend could like scribble your name down. Yeah. Uh, you cannot do that here. Wow. Like the, the professor will do like a, he's the one who's in charge of the roster. So they would like check James is in, Mariani is in, and everybody's <laughs> in. So if you're not wow. in the end of the semester, they even give you a participation grade at the end of the semester for class. Wow. So showing up is one aspect. The other aspect is um, asking questions and answering questions in class. And then also responding, you know, to emails and things like that. So basically participating in class, they grade that. And that could take like uh, 50% of your grade. And then the other aspect was the exams. See, in Kenya, like well, in Moi, the system, an A starts at 70. Yes. For my master's program, an A would start at 90. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Actually, no, no. Let me take that back. An A would start at 85. Wait, okay. Then for my in my phd program I was like oh getting 85 is easy <laughs> in my phd program an a starts at 90 and that's not even an a that's a minus so for you to get like a con in an in an exam or like in a course you have to get like something like 95 percent of that wow what that means is it's easy to well, it's the the, the 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 exams are way much easier here than in Kenya, way much easier. <laughs> so that, that's why the 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 grading system is a little bit uh, higher. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really good to know. Um, I hope that uh, if someone wants to reach out to you, maybe I'll share your LinkedIn profile and they can inbox you. I don't know for guidance or for someone who's probably wants to travel. And um, you know, what's next for you? Now that you've done your uh postgraduate doctorate um what's next um apart from being called dr james <laughs> um are friends now changing you know their names how they've saved you um are they now saying dr james you know but i mean what next for you um do you want to stay there for a while do you want to come back to kenya i mean what next for you uh, that's a good question i would say I'm exploring my opportunity right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think it, it would be easy for me to make it in life here that compared to Kenya. Because here's a, a, how I look at it. Mm, I've spent a lot of time in school here. 
right. roughly six years. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem with Kenya, they don't appreciate, like they, they don't appreciate hard work. Right. <laughs> they don't appreciate people who spend so much time in school. Yeah. So, like I was talking to someone who is like a full professor and in Kenya and he was telling me he takes home like, I don't know, 124,000 Kenyan shillings per month. Right. That's that's like punishing success. Because <laughs> wow. there's someone who studied in the UK. Yeah. So wow. They have all this international experience and then they, they come back home. So bottom line, I want to start my, to, you know, establish my life here. Yes. Probably by, by August, chances are by August, I'll be teaching at a different university than the one that I'm, uh, I did my master's or my PhD in. Right. So yeah, basically that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. In short, he's not coming back, guys. <laughs> Uh, anyway <laughs> he might <laughs> to visit <laughs> yeah I, I still have family in kenya and i always visit like every year so yeah. so it's good all right thank you so much james i think there's so much i can ask you know one pr i mean there's so much that guys can learn and thank you so much for taking the time um just sharing your story i believe is encouraging enough to us and also it's great to see a young person going all the way to do their doctorate um for someone who wants to be an academician i think that's something that they can pick up and you know education is not dying i don't think it is <laughs> yeah it's no. not and <laughs> you know the the, the 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 good thing about education is it's something that you live like you're going to die with it it's not something that except it's not something that someone can take away from you apart right. from god right you know so and I like my advice to young people always if you can mm-hmm. get education at a young age mm-hmm. before you start thinking about family and things like that please do really so, mm. because it's it's hard it's hard to you know go back to get a, to 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 get a phd when you have kids mm. it's extremely hard because it's like you're doing two phd's at the same time so yeah Interesting. And that's well said. And, you know, maybe speaking for a young person, they may be discouraged when maybe you do your undergrad, you're unemployed, and then you're telling me to do my master's. I mean, it's I, I get them in terms of um, you feeling discouraged in life um, because probably mm-hmm. you went to Alliance or, you know, maybe a good school, probably you were a bright student, you went to Moy, you're attending like 40% of the time you're in class. Then you finish that, you don't really have a job. Well, it's not all doom, <laughs> um, you know. Um, and then now you're maybe you get a job finally after a while. Then you're like, okay, now I have to go back to school. No, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> you know, I think it's good to hear that there, you know, not to lose hope. And um, I think we'll now start going back to school. I think I'll also go back to school. <laughs> you Please know, do. Please do. I mean, <laughs> right. Getting, yeah. getting education, and, and especially if you get a chance to get to gain the international kind of um education experience yeah yeah the, the higher education in the u.s i think you cannot be that right like it's 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 top notch and wow. whatever you're learning whatever you're learning is something that you you know you're going to, you're going to be proud of because it's your product ah i like that yes. okay yes. 
that's such a good challenge thank you so much dr james i will not stop saying that and have yourself <laughs> a lovely day <laughs> <laughs> um thank Dr. you so James. much <laughs> yeah oh it's fine <laughs> yeah if you if she was weird if she was weird and my friend was telling because i just graduated like two weeks ago right and my friend was telling me like um what was he saying you know you're going to be a doctor for the rest of your life i'm like okay <laughs> no, that's when he started hating me i'm like okay cool <laughs> Yeah, and it's so amazing to see that. And a Kenyan, for that matter, you know, we are really, really proud. And Asante Sana, um, and have yourself a lovely day. Uh, you want to say one more thing? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that I would, uh, like, o- also tell people, like, who want to go back to school. Right. And um, please, if you feel like, because so- sometimes you may feel like you come from Kenya, so you have this inferior- inferiority complex don't even feel that and if it it's gonna happen especially when you get to like a phd program and you're going to have these uh, imposter syndrome you're like you don't know even what you're doing it happened right. to me happened right to everyone who's in a phd program and once you get you you, you know you get past that stage it, it becomes so easy for you because if i was able to do my phd in three years i think every anyone can do it wow if I, yeah like i was able to do my phd in three years every anyone can do it and it's not easy i'm assuming i can tell you the, <laughs> i can tell you the number of nights that you know i you i want to sleep but i can't you in that stage where you like something is not adding up and you need to get your work done so like i'll tell you in the first one year before well before the graduation and everything the number of nights that I had like a good night's sleep was, uh, you, you can count them. Like when I'm like on, like I'm taking mandatory breaks from school because I felt my, like my mind was blowing up and things like that. So it's hard, but at the end of the day, I always look at the bigger picture. Like what am I getting from all this? Right. Hey, challenge accepted. There's, it doesn't. There's nothing that comes easy. And I hope now you can sleep. <laughs> um, yes, no, I I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping like a baby. That's why I was. That's why I was joking with you yesterday. Like, can I just show up in my, you know, pajamas? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's a good way to end. Thank you guys for tuning in, and see you on the next one. Hey there, thank you so very much for stopping by on the Audacity podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram page. That's the A underscore Audacity podcast. We have all the juicy stories there and also you can stack us all right um we as audacity podcast we are available on listening platforms that's google podcast anchor spotify i mean apple podcast name it um or even better yeah, just such as on um google search tool that's the and audacity podcast a underscore audacity podcast we love you thank you so much for tuning in and see you on the next one